life-changing radio. We're 99.5 WDCX-FM, WDCX-FM HD1 and AM 970 WDCZ Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, top of the morning to you, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiello uh, here at Hope Reigns on WDCX, also being listened around the world, Mike, believe Whoa. it or not, through 8daysofhope.com. Mike, how was your Easter? Are you kidding me? I can't, it took me, I, I can't get out of this chair, but I have to. I got to get to the gym. I have to, oh, the sausage, the ham, the fellowship. Oh, I know. Kids running around. It was absolutely nuts. A good kind of nuts. Good. We loved it. Good, good. Yeah. How about yours? Man, I tell you, there's nothing like family. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I, it's To me, sometimes the food is is right up there as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of traditions here in, in the Buffalo, New York area. You know, we moved away for 19 years, Mike. That's and right. one of the things we wanted the girls to do, our new girls, we've okay. Lisa and Emma have been with us four years. They're 15 and 14. We took them to the Broadway market. Oh, my. We're insane. Oh, my. <laughs> it was crazy. That's dangerous if you love food. I tell you. <laughs> Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to clean some things up, but it was not a clean morning for the Tiber family at the Broadway Market. Because, oh, you, you know, you know, we, we bought the things that we needed for last Sunday. You know, we, okay. we bought the, the lamb butter, which is oh, yeah. popular up here. And, of course, you got to have some Polish sausage and yes. kielbasa, and yes, you got to have yes, pierogi yes. And, and all that good, not southern food, Polish food. Polish food. I mean, that's buffalo. That's buffalo. It is. If you want to, I mean, I like southern food. My mom was uh, from... You know, Kentucky, and I grew up on some of that food, but once we lived and settled here in Buffalo, I'm telling you, that was that that southern stuff was fine when we went down to visit my aunt. You got to you got to be eating the, the beef on wick, even the chicken wings are around the corner from the you oh. know the original chicken wing or you, know, you didn't have chicken, you didn't have chicken wings on Easter. No, though. not on Easter. No, okay. you got to go just with the, the day sauce. before, the yeah. day after. Well, maybe. yeah, and still gonna have some <laughs> after the show. <laughs> You're killing me, Mike. Oh. Uh, anyways, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We have been uh, a part of WDCX. I think this is week number ten or eleven or twelve. Time is moving along. We've had some great guests. Yes, I tell you. Our goal every week, Mike, is to share God's stories with the listeners, where God shows up in a big way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talked last week a little bit about the child sharing their stories, um, you know, some of the things that have gone on in their life. You know, you know what story I was thinking, you know, after Mm. our our show last week, Colleen Fabling. We had Colleen on a couple weeks ago. Yes. Go to our archives, go to 8dayshope.com, click media, and listen to to Colleen Fabling's interview. Little fireball in her 20s. You know that that got she's overseeing a ministry. She's leading an industry, a, a yeah. ministry mm-hmm. that does construction. So think yeah. about it. She leads sixty and fifty and forty year old men right. who did construction all their life, and she's twenty four years young. And 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 she's not afraid to stand up on the. That's her passion, roofing. She'll stand up on a roof. She'll, she'll instruct who to do what, how to get it done. And uh, you know, when you walk up on a the, the job site, like I said, she's smiling. You know, good morning. It's just, a just huge oh, heart. Gosh. Yeah, oh my it's just gosh. a presence that surrounds it. Yeah. You know, the peace. She's, she's down in Virginia. She's one yeah. of our 152 volunteer leaders. Uh, we have God's blessed eight days of hope with 20 some missionaries, Mike, that oh serve. My. You know, uh, you know, day day in, day out. You know, we just left Nebraska with the flooding, waiting to see right. where God takes us next. Uh, you don't know what Eight Days of Hope is? Go to our website and check right. us out, eightdaysofhope.com. We're we're literally a, a, a mission-minded organization that helps 
people who want to make a difference in the name of Jesus to go serve on the front lines. That's right. Usually after disasters, mm-hmm. um, both right away and then later on after uh, the recovery starts to help rebuild. But we also just announced recently an initiative coming up in July, Mike, Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. July 19th through the 26th, right here, as Steve said, in Buffalo, New York, the University District, where our uh, warehouse is. We're starting there, and we would like to do this every year yeah. in different districts. And move it we around. take 100 families and meet with them and see what their needs are for free, take care of their needs, whether it's a roof, uh, a porch, some landscaping, move some debris out. And there's volunteers, as Steve said, from all around the country. How many states? I think 17, 18 already. Hundreds have already signed up. It's free. We ask that you come for two days. It's family-friendly. Again, more information, go to 8dayshope.com. Click on the Buffalo link and read the FAQs. If you live in the university district, to Mike's point, every year our hope is to move it around uh, district to district. And you can do it with local partners. And I'll tell you what, Mike. M&T Bank, oh, um, I, yeah. we had an opportunity to share our passion, our heart, and M&T Bank said, hey, we want to be the lead partner. Thank you so much, M&T Bank, for, for taking that lead. Mm. But think about that. I mean, a, a prominent bank in our area, well, the meeting we had, you know, the <clears throat> kind of the unveiling of everything that was going on, a press conference that you, you had, you lead you led quite just excellent. Oh, thank you. you. All, thank you know, you, that. And I remember, you know, meeting Glenn from M&T Bank, and he was just beaming yes. that the bank could get involved oh, with Eight Days I of Hope it. helping our community. So 100 families can get assistance. You do need to live in the house and own it. It needs to be in the university district. And you have three days left to apply for assistance. Okay. Um, so you can go to Councilman Wyatt's office or go to our website, get an application. But we need the application by the end of the day on Wednesday, which Get is May in. 1st. So yes. please, if you know someone that lives in the district, um, you know, let them know. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Mike, we've got a, a, a guest today. He's one of our missionaries. His name is John, John Tidwell. Tidwell. Okay. He lives in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And he oversees the maintenance of what God has blessed the ministry with. Do you know, Mike, just take a stab. I think you know the answer. How much equipment do you think God has blessed Eight Days Hope with? It's not only in Tupelo, but in Buffalo now. Well, I'm, I know there's a number three attached and a million attached. Is that three million or 300 million? Yes, <laughs> no, over no, $3 million dollars of three equipment. Million, right. And John's role with the organization is his job is to maintain it. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's overwhelming in itself. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Really? You know, 60, 70, 80 pieces of equipment, you know, 13 F-350s and 34 mm. trailers, and you have feeding trailers and shower trailers and tool trailers, and you've got bobcats and bucket trucks and... <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I, I don't even. I, I just know how to put gas in a truck. I don't oh know. come on! Is that is it really? That's well, how you I'm know. Not, I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not a mechanic. Neither am I. I. Mean, I can tell when the muffler falls off, and I got to go to a shop oh, and get sure. it fixed. Of course. No, I can put air in a tire. I can do that. So John Tidwell <laughs> uh, is a missionary with Global Outreach. Go to globaloutreach.org if you want to uh, see his face and his family's face. Um, yes. Love this family. Him and his bride, Alicia, I think they have two daughters. I know they have two daughters, but we're going to be talking to him in just a moment. I want to thank our sponsors, our partners, and we're always looking for one more, Mike. If you're uh, out there. One more, one more. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you're like, man, I like these God sharing stories every Saturday, uh, please let us know. But just want to thank so much our friends at Life Church, Pete, Pastor Pete Jankowski. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, they're going to come on board with Eight Days Old Buffalo, so I'm excited. Excellent. Yes, yeah, we spoke there a couple weeks ago, and they're showing the promotional video. That video is on our website, on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Instagram, and Twitter. But I want to thank Life Church for being one of our partners. So important. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, my wife and I visited. Yeah. And, uh, Good you people. know, just a young, vibrant, you know, yeah. he just wants to see things done in the city of Buffalo. You can yeah. tell immediately walking in there that I, I'm outreaching, I'm reaching out to my uh, community. That's what, what we're about. So many great churches in Western New York. We love, yes. uh, and what's great about 80s Old Buffalo, we are going to be working with dozens of churches. So if your church wants more information, let us know as well. But again, we're going to be back in just a minute. We're going to talk to John Tidwell who is uh, the maintenance manager of Eight Days of Hope. You can't maintain one vehicle. Hold on. What if you had to maintain about 80 of them, right? <laughs> Steve Tyra Mike Fiello, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, welcome back to Hope Rain. Steve Tyber along with Mike Fiella. Mike, a week after Easter, and we've got a good guest today. Oh, oh my gosh. John, John, is he on the line? I can't is, wait to hear this. He is. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Man, I am doing good. Now, you're you're a southern, I would say southern boy. You're not a boy because you got some big shoulders. You're a southern dude, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by the sir. Yeah, you I know that it. they do that down south now. Yeah. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> I John. I love it. So we're so glad that you're on today. John, you're in charge of the maintaining of the vehicles and equipment that Eight Days of Hope uh, 
God's blessed us with. But before we get there, I want to ask you a couple of questions about you and personal. And um, so just tell us a little bit about you, your wife, your two daughters, and what you do for uh, for ministry. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so I get to be lucky to be married to Alicia. Um, I met her just right after high school. And so we got married as she was in um, college, and we've been married for 18 years, going on 19 years. We've got two daughters. My oldest is 14. Her name's Landry, and my youngest is 11, and she, her name's Morgan. Um, they're involved in the school and in the church here. And so, yeah, we get to enjoy Tupelo, Mississippi, living here. Um, yeah, and so, as you said, I, I get to... The privilege of maintaining the equipment <laughs> for eight days of hope. A privilege. That's oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's one of those terms we use in ministry is, it's you know, it's a calling, but it's also a privilege to be able to do mm. what God has asked us to do. And so um, a part of that is, yeah, it may be hectic sometimes, but, you know, it is a privilege to be able to work on vehicles that I know that are, are going to go out and minister to people and chainsaws and trailers and all that is for a bigger purpose. And so that, that is one of those wonderful things that I get to do. Along with that, um, I work part-time at a church. I've had several different roles uh, in the church. I've done adult discipleship for a while. I was able to be a missions director for a while. And then currently, right now, I'm actually uh, doing seventh, eighth grade youth ministry, um, and so uh, you know, all all of that is is a privilege that God allows me to be a part Amen. of. And so, sure. that's kind of who I am and what I do. And uh, don't have a lot of free time right now to do um, other stuff. But. Yeah. Well, John, didn't you uh, haven't you owned your own automotive shop, or did you get you have some background there? I do have some background in, in automotive. I, I guess I started liking automotive stuff probably in my 20s and started getting involved in working on cars. I would buy a car, fix it up, and sell it, make a little money. And so that kind of got me intrigued. And the more I did that, the more I figured out if I can do all the work myself, I can have a little bit more of a profit margin. So I began to learn all the ins and outs of a vehicle and how to work on them. And, and so it kind of evolved into this um so so side business i worked in the salvage yard industry for years also selling car parts to people and hmm. and so yeah I've, wow. I've been around um the industry the automotive industry for a long period of time and uh i i questioned for many years because i i worked in a church in my early 20s and then i kind of i don't know if you want to call it burned out but i kind of burned out and so i took a step back and i did what i knew i knew how to do which was automotive Right. And so I did I did that for a long time, questioning why am I not working in a church if that's what God called me to do, but I was faithfully working every day in the automotive industry and um, trying to be a good example within that. Uh, and so, yeah, there was many years of questioning, and then, mm. and then I had an opportunity to go to work for the church that I'm working at now. And along with that, I did own my own business. And, and so all along, while I had my own business, you know, I made it a goal to, through the help of my church, to reach out to people that were in need that couldn't afford to get their car fixed and oh, pour into them and, and do that on the side to, to help people out. Yeah. So long history of automotive, but also wanting to serve people and figuring out how, how can I do that. You know, it's amazing how God prepares us for a season 
and that you don't know that he's even preparing you for that season. That's so, right. you know, what I what I heard about that, John and Mike, what I heard is you didn't really start to your 20s. So it wasn't like, you know, your dad was teaching you when you're seven how to change your oil. I mean, Mike was telling me he knows where the gas goes, but that, <laughs> that is about it for Mike. And I'm not far behind you, Mike. But God was preparing you, wasn't he? You just, you just didn't realize he's preparing you to maintain $3 million worth of equipment. Right. Yeah. Never, never in my wildest dreams would have, would have seen this being something that, that God had in store for me. Um, yeah. So how do you do, I I mean, to change my oil, I, I, you know me, I like, I like things, I like things in order. And and (laughs) so I have a process or a plan. And so I have a system for all of our, the vehicles. There's two in my house that, that I maintain. And it's simply, I know when they need an oil change, when the tires need to be rotated and when they need to be serviced. And that in itself is, is to me sometimes is, 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 is a bunch to kind of handle just the two cars. What, how do you prepare? What, what kind of things do you do? Listeners out there like, man, I haven't changed my oil in three years. I don't even know when it's due. How, how do you put that in order, John? What system do you use? Yeah. So right now, you know, just using an Excel worksheet where each vehicle's listed, each trailer's listed, um, we do the current mileage on one, and then when we have an oil change or air filter, uh, if we grease it, if we change the brake pads, we record all that into that. And so then you begin to be able to look at if we're going to change the oil every 5,000 miles on these trucks, we know what we have, we know the current mileage, and when they come in from a disaster, if they've been gone three weeks, right. I may have not have seen them for three weeks, but when they get back, I'll go through them look at the mileage on them and then decide, are we ready for a oil change now or can we wait, you know, a thousand miles? And so, so yeah, it's, it's just a system of figuring out how often do you look at the mileage on them, but also how, where do you record them and how can we keep up with it? And so, yeah, you definitely have to have a system for this, this much equipment um, uh, to be able to keep up with it. So John, how do you take care of this when you have, equipment in multiple states and that's right yeah a warehouse here in buffalo go ahead yeah that's a great question we're we're i think we're learning on that i think it's a learning curve for us to to know that i have to communicate with dan garrett who is our rapid response in buffalo to say hey where are you on mileage on this stuff um and then i record that also in the same spreadsheet um, and then we're working on a process where we can upload that into uh, SharePoint where Dan can actually look at the miles when it was last changed, when the air filter was done last, fuel filters and those kind of things also, and give him some responsibility to that. But ultimately, it's my responsibility to communicate with him and to make sure those things are getting done. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's a big communication factor. Uh, anytime you have an organization that has this much stuff, communication is very very important, yeah, and you know that. Yeah, it's amazing communication. I don't care if it's in your marriage, communication with That's your right. kids, your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's it's about spending time and, and right. talking and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. John, you know, John, so, you, you know, God has blessed this ministry with so much equipment. Uh, out of all the pieces of equipment, again, we have a, tell the listeners a little bit about our laundry trailer and, and what the intentions of that trailer is is for Eight Days of Hope. Yeah, so we have a, a laundry trailer that has eight washers and eight dryers. And so the the thought process behind a laundry trailer is we 
when we go on to a rebuild, we can take that with us, and we are able to wash the clothes of the volunteers. And it's it's one of those um, gifts that we can give back to the people that serve the families that are in need. Mm-hmm. Um, just one one less thing they have to worry about is is not having some clean clothes. So that's one of the the desires and the hearts behind having a laundry trailer. But there's another side that um, Steve originally laid out on the line for me was this whole idea of what would it look like if um, a church or one of our ambassadors wanted to to take this laundry trailer into a disaster place without eight days of hope actually being there and serving and and begin a ministry to serve the people that needed their clothes you know washed after a flood or even after a tornado and their clothes were you know scattered throughout the house and had gotten dirty or wet and that kind of thing and so that's another heartbeat behind having a laundry trailer and what it could provide for for people um in the communities that are affected so you know mike there's a family out there with maybe six seven ten kids maybe like the houghton family out in new jersey who volunteers all the time they're like man how can i get my hands on this laundry trailer put it in my front yard one day a week and you're right john because when a disaster comes uh, to an area of the country, a home floods and, and everything that is gets wet has to be thrown away. I mean, it, it does unless it you does. get the water out in a second. You know, I mean, everything's gutted, furniture's thrown away. People can save their clothes, and if we give them an opportunity, think about it. If their house flooded, that means all the area laundromats flooded. That's right. So now, do you, do you, do you tell a family? Um, you need to drive 60 miles, and oh, by the way, go try to find a bank open to get some quarters to use that laundromat, mm. or yeah. uh, do you bring that laundromat right to them? And that's, that's the it. thought, and a um, very unique piece of equipment. And, you know, your point, Mike, when, when people volunteer with Eight Days of Hope, one of the jobs they can sign up for, because you pick the own work that you want to do, if you want to paint, right. if you want to do landscaping, if you want to you know help make sandwiches, is laundry and so we have volunteers that do the volunteers' laundry. So if they come for eight days, they have some clean clothes, which, of course, that's important to have Very clean clothes, Mike. Very important. When you're there eight days and sometimes longer like you all are as far as uh, you get there early and you stay there late. Um, just to have that. got to have some clean shirts. Clean that's for sure. So, John, um, we only got a couple minutes left in the segment, but you also serve at a local church. And so you're kind of bivocational. You serve at a church but you're also a missionary with Eight Days of Hope. You get an opportunity to raise support to support you and your family. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that relationship and how that all works. Yeah, so to be a missionary with Eight Days of Hope is one of those awesome things where uh, we partner with Global Outreach International that has actually donated us the land to build the building. And so it's a, it's a neat uh, relationship that we have is where uh, global outreach um, kind of helps us do the the money side of things, but they also give us support and prayer. Um, if we have any problems out on the field, they're they're there to counsel us. But one of their biggest hearts is that they want to they want to actually partner with the church um, that you attend, and they right. want the church to actually be the sending unit that sends you out onto the mission field. And so they want the church to be the people that pray for you also and the people that can support you. And when you have problems or issues out on the field, you can actually go and meet with your pastor just as well as you can with global outreach. And so, you know, it's a, it's a neat dynamic to know that you have people um, behind the scenes um, supporting you and praying for you. And, and, uh, 
it, it is a cool thing uh, to know that those people are out there. Amen. And go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org, and you could, in the search, just put John Tidwell's name, T-I-D-W-E-L-L, John Tidwell, and you will get to see a picture of him and his bride, and you can actually donate and help John make ends meet, Mike, okay. which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, go, go ahead, Mike. Well, it's, it's, and it's, it's, we don't hear enough of that. We, it's, it's just an awesome thing that people are uh, donating their, their lives to do this, but there are finances that need to go with it, and we need to support those that are stepping out into the missions like so John is. Yeah, so there's missionaries with Eight Days of Hope. They serve with us anywhere we go around the country, and that allows us to do what we do. And, John, so thankful that you're one of those missionaries. Hey, we're going to take a break here, and, John, we're going to come back to you in just a couple minutes. But uh, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a program of Eight Days of Hope, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fell. We're talking to John Tidwell today. He's the maintenance manager. And, again, if you have to maintain a vehicle or a car in your driveway and you get overwhelmed, what about maintaining 65 pieces of equipment? $3 million <laughs> worth of equipment. And we oh. want that equipment to last a long time. We're going to talk Absolutely. to John a little bit more when we come back here in just a minute. But, again, I want to say thank you to our partners, Kingdom Bound. Kingdom Bound's festivals around the corner. If you volunteer at 8 Days of Hope Buffalo for three days, we're going to give you a free day to go to Kingdom Bound. Right. For more information, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. More in a minute on Hope Reigns here on WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service, or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. 
please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala back with you on Hope Reigns on this beautiful day in western New York. We are doing the broadcast here at WDCX. Thank you, WDCX, for partnering with 8 Days of Hope. Um, And thank you to our our partners and our sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a partner sponsor with 8 Days of Hope and Hope Reigns, just reach out to us and we will um, let you know how that can happen. But so thankful for uh, those who have said yes, like Kingdom Bound, Niagara Gutter, and Life Church. Absolutely. Back with John Tidwell. Hey, John, welcome back. You're there? All right. All right, good. Yes, sir. I always hope, Mike, I don't hit the wrong button. There's so, look at how many buttons there are. I'm, I'm seeing 20 already. So. You're, you're <laughs> sitting over there, and I'm over here sweating, thinking, don't hit the wrong button. But anyways. Well, I'm praying for you. All right. Yeah, you're praying <laughs> yeah, for me. Sure right. you are. Watching where your fingers go. No, uh, no, no, no. Anyway. So, John, um, you, you work at a local church. It's uh, probably one of the largest uh, churches in the Tupelo area, if not the largest, called the Orchard. What makes the Orchard unique down there in Tupelo, Mississippi? Uh, so the orchard is a um, it, the history of the orchard was we had a pastor come in and he actually served at a United Methodist Church and he had a heart for the west side of Chipolo and he approached the churches local churches and, and said hey I want to start a church that's different from all the other churches here in town and so his heartbeat was to have a church that was small group based not Sunday school based. Um, have a larger gathering with more contemporary music style of worship on Sunday mornings. Also, uh, didn't want to walk through the, the actual traditional service where you do the stand up and do the creed um, in the middle of the service. And so, so his heartbeat was to have a a church that where non Christians could walk into that they wouldn't be surprised by right. something like the creed or anything. So that was a heartbeat originally when it was started. And so um, once they did that, you know, all along the way, we've tried different things. We've adapted and we've um, changed the way we do uh, the Sunday morning service throughout history. But one of the things, if you ever go to our church and sit through one of our discoveries, the the one thing that we always come back to is everything in our church is um, we could we could change it at any time. Like there's no doubt about that. But the one thing that we stand firm on is that the only reason we exist is to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And wow. so 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 the gospel will never change, but the way we practically do church may change, but the gospel is always going to be the same. So that's kind of the heartbeat of the orchard, and there's a lot that goes with that, but we'd be here all day if we started talking about that. Well, John, I'm, I'm wondering for your role in the church. I see missions, discipleship. Uh, what what explain a little bit of that. I mean, your role in the church. Yeah, so so when I first, uh, kind of back to the story of I was working in the uh, salvage industry, in the car industry, and I had my own shop and that kind of stuff, I still had that, 
I felt like God was calling me to more. And so as I got to know the church and serve in the church, I was approached um, with a responsibility of first doing adult discipleship as an assistant part-time with another guy. And, and I really questioned it. I said, God, I, I, don't, I don't really know if this is what you've called me to because my heart was more towards serving. Uh, and I've always had a passion for youth ministry also, and that was where I served in the church. But I was scared if I didn't step out on faith that that I would miss an opportunity that God was wanting me, him wanting to show me what he could do through me, because I I did not feel adequate enough to go into small group ministries. And so I did that for about three or four years within the church and had the opportunity. I guess while I was doing that, one of my roles became pushing small groups toward missional um, things in our community and being the hands and feet to those um, that were hurting in our community. And so a- as I grew in that area, one of the natural fits for me was stepping into a missions director role for about a year and a half while we were without somebody. And so um, I, I kind of did both at the same time. I did discipleship and missions at the same time. And so I went from a role of pushing small group ministries to a mission to kind of leading yeah. our whole church. So what would it look like for our whole church to be a body of people that go out every day of the week and serve people and love on people and show the love of Christ to people. And that's when I really began to begin to look at Eight Days of Hope as an option for our church. Um, And so that's when I first went to Lafayette, Louisiana to serve. And when I went, I was like, this is a no-brainer. This is a ministry (laughs) that is... Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's all about exactly what our church is about and that's sharing the gospel with people Amen. and you do it you do it in a unique way you serve people that are in the middle of a crisis you know and so right. so it was it was an awesome um thing to see uh how god was moving um in that and so yeah i fell in love with the ministry for sure you know it's uh in lafayette mike uh, just refresh your memory i know you remember but we we lodged the volunteers in the cajun dome it was something else the raging cajuns university yeah. of louisiana lafayette a division one basketball arena and if you go to our youtube channel i didn't know but if listeners might not know this but we have a youtube channel just search eight days of hope and look under the uploads and watch the recap video right. and you'll see where we ate every morning and slept but it was a division one it was cool i'm telling you it was and cool with the way you laid out the platform and you had access from where the worship team was to all the way down a kind of a, i want to call it a runway or a walkway well, yeah. so and, and yeah, it was just an incredible arena, never before and, and never since, and yeah. something t- to to that size, you know. Thousands and thousands of volunteers to Lafayette, including John. So, John, um, I'm going to throw a curveball your way. So, you you work with the volunteers. People show up. They have the right intentions. Um, here, God is using someone who's got a gift with their hands with mechanics, managing uh, a fleet of vehicles and equipment for eight days of hope. Um, and other leaders will, will, will understand this question, but t- talk about leading the volunteers. I mean, it, 95% of the time, it's an unbelievable, awesome, God-moving b- experience. And then sometimes th- there can be challenges. Um, talk a little bit about leading volunteers. They show up to the facility, want to work. Just talk a little bit about maybe some of the, the ups and maybe some of the challenges that, that we have to you know work through. Yeah, I, I think um, when you lead volunteers, 
in any part of the ministry, but for me in the um, maintenance side of it is everybody comes in, and a lot of times they'll build themselves up uh, for good reasons sometimes, but also for just like, hey, I don't act like I don't know what I'm talking about. And so as you begin to give people responsibility and you see that they're struggling with something, that's when, as a leader, you got to figure out, all right, so what do I do next? Do, do I do I continue to let them struggle, or do I walk over there and gently say, hey, you know, are you having problems with this? Can I help you? And then as you, as you figure out your volunteer base is like, you know immediately when they say, hey, I want to come help, you have four different jobs. You know which job to give them sure. that they're, they're not going to struggle with. Because one of the things about it is, is if your volunteers struggle and burn out, you're going to lose a volunteer. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I would I would rather them do something that they can do than right. to struggle with something that maybe somebody else can do. Um, yeah, so that is a <laughs> dynamic uh, that you have to, to kind of um, play around with. You also have, have those, and this is in church and in this ministry also, you have those that they – they look at everything, and I don't, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but they complain about everything. And so you have to navigate that also to where, you know, I have, you know, 10 pieces of equipment that need work. I have to look at what's the most important piece to get out first. Sure, sure. And then you then you rule out. And so I may let something sit here for a few weeks sometimes because it's not near as important right. as the as the piece. And so then people will question, well, why haven't you fixed that yet? Like, well, I'm putting that off, you know, unless you want to work on it. I'll get, I'll do that all the time. Somebody says, hey, what about? I was like, if you want to do it, go ahead. You, you know, it's interesting. You, you said a couple of words there, John. We only have a couple of minutes left, so um, just wanted to – you said gently approach a volunteer. You know what's interesting, Mike, is when you yeah. manage volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, ministry sometimes can be messy. Right. It, it can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. You know, b- being a leader of a family can be messy sometimes, right? Because sometimes I mess up and sometimes my bride and my kids mess up. Not as much my bride, I'll mm-hmm. say that. But, um, you know, things happen. Um, I love what God allows us to be a part of, not just the families we're serving, but the journey that we get to walk with the volunteer base, Mike. Well, you know, when you are a, a leader of volunteers, I, I can almost say you're, you're immediately taking a pastor's role. I mean, what, what you think a pastor should be and would be, and, and, and most are, is that, you know, you have to keep cool under fire. You have to try to look at that person, see where they're coming sure. from and why they're thinking and saying what they're saying, and then try to move them from there to where they where you need to be as an organization. And we right. have certain absolutes in this organization. Uh, we can always talk about that stuff later, but you go back to that, but then how do you firmly but gently right and love that person to the place you need to be at we have two initiatives this year uh john um that we were talking about as a leadership team is we want the ministry to be consistent so no matter who's leading so if you're leading in alabama nebraska or buffalo that a volunteer comes and they see a consistent way of loving right. and serving people in need and loving and serving the volunteers and the other thing we're working on this year mike and john is called conflict resolution mm-hmm. and that's not talked about enough we you know down south we kind of everyone talks sweet to everybody and they put it off to the side up north maybe we're a little bit more in your face about it <laughs> yeah but but talk a little bit john just for you only got about a minute or two but talk a little bit about conflict resolution biblically what god tells us how to handle conflict because there's going to be conflicts because we're flesh um we all love jesus right we're trying to do the right thing but we we mess up and sometimes our flesh takes takes over so talk just for a minute or two about conflict res- resolution yeah uh, so i'll just give you a, a quick example just the other day um 
there was something that uh, happened here locally at the Tupelo warehouse, and uh, Chris Childs, our rapid response manager, immediately uh, called me and said, hey, I just wanted you to know this bothered me. And we talked it through, had a great conversation. I apologized and said, hey, I never meant for mm. this to, to be what it seemed like it was. My That wasn't my agenda. Right. And, and, and so we, and we're good. And it was because of actually your leadership, Steve, to say, hey, when there is an issue at the first sign of any kind of like bitterness or just like, hey, this made me feel weird or anything like that. It's like reach out to that person That's right. and have a conversation and just make sure everybody's clear and on the same page. And if if you need to say, I'm sorry, say you're sorry. If, sure. if you've done something wrong, admit it and be vulnerable about that and ask for that forgiveness because uh, yeah, you're right. It's biblically, it is what God teaches us. It says, hey, one-on-one, go to that person. Yep. And if that That's doesn't right. work out, bring somebody in with you and have another conversation with them. If that doesn't work out, right. take it before the church. And so, like, it is biblical that it we is. have to have those conversations. It, it it all goes back to communication, too. If you're not communicating, bitterness is going to as well up sure. in you, and then it's going to get to the point where you can't serve. And, and, um, and the enemy will use that to divide. I don't care if you're a church, a family, or a nonprofit, or a ministry like Eight Days of Hope. And, you know, it's Matthew 18, Mike. It, that's right. It's, you know, and, and there's been time in ministry where someone comes to you and says, hey, Steve, you know, maybe I shouldn't be telling you, but I want to tell you about this one volunteer, and I'm really miffed at them. And I'm like, brother, I love you, mm-hmm. but guess what? Go to that person. Go to that person. That's right. And that's what Chris did with John. And right. uh, I know you both love each other and you work through that. That's so important. Thank you, John, for sharing that. Well, John, I know that you are a busy man, and uh, we appreciate all that you do. That's right. Don't let the enemy tell you, the listener, that you can't do anything for the kingdom. God created you. He made you very unique. And, John, he's given you the gift with your hands to work with mechanics. Uh, you've done that both in the business world. Now you're doing the ministry world. Father, we just thank you for John and his yes. bride and his girls. Lord, I just pray that you would bless him, mm-hmm. bless his family, keep him healthy. Lord, bless him financially. Father, I pray that today somebody that is listening to this will go to globaloutreach.org. Father, look at his, look for his name, John Tidwell, and bless him financially, Lord, as he needs to raise some of his own support. Thank you, Father, that mm-hmm. he has... That that you have them on the front lines for you. That's right. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. John, we love you, brother. That was John Tidwell. He's the maintenance manager of Eight Days of Hope, managing all that equipment. And... Um, Great guy. Just a great, great gentleman. Come on a trip and meet him sometime. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of WDCX and Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiala will be back to you right after this message. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, 
repair your storm damage, and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, good morning to you. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I want to thank our partners, Life Church and Niagara Gutter and Kingdom Bound, three of our partners out there. Thank you guys for coming alongside Eight Days of Hope. John Tidwell sharing some of his journey, Mike. Yeah. So here's a guy who's a mechanic, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and he's you know he's rebuilding cars and helping people, loving on them, using his gifts. Right. And now he's in charge of maintaining. I think it's about 60, 65 pieces of equipment. $3 million worth of equipment. That's my No pressure. No pressure, right? No pressure at all. You know. Think about that. I mean, if a bobcat breaks down or a, a shower, or excuse me, a shower breaks down in a shower trailer or a wash machine in the, the laundry trailer breaks down, we all run to John. Yeah. You know, and, and he said something that's very unique. Actually, I think you brought it up as he was speaking, is that God prepared him for this moment. He did. You know, just throughout the years when you think you're out in the wilderness and it's, what's God doing with my life? And he's working on cars and he's helping people that don't have the, the monies to really get it done through his church. And I, I could just see God working on him and working on him, preparing him. And then you got to take the step. Oh, I'm not going to take care of the $3 million worth of equipment. I don't know. I can take, maybe I can change and fix a carburetor or whatever. Right. But, you know, but God prepared him. He stepped up to it, and his heart is this big. Yeah, he's got a for, big heart. For, for Jesus and Amen. for people. So. He, he does. You know, people don't realize those shower trailers are self contained. And like our shower trailers, we have four of them, Mike. Okay. They're individual units. So each unit, each shower trailer, three of them have 10 individual units. Uh, gives the volunteer an opportunity or someone in need in a disaster to get a hot shower. Mm-hmm. We take hot showers for for granted, <laughs> and and the yeah. o- and the only time John's phone is blown up during an event is because one of the hot water tanks, our yeah. tankless water heater, goes off or someone doesn't reset something. But just those little things to make 
it a little bit more uh, tolerable for a volunteer right. that's on the front lines for Jesus. So, Steve, tell us what I mean. He takes care of trucks, obviously the <clears throat> that the trailers. What what other equipment? That yeah, is so, still... so so you got bobcats. You know, okay. we, we have multiple bobcats. You have bucket trucks. So, you know, every time there's an accident, you know, we were in Alabama and a tree trunk fell on an edge of okay. the van, and now that van's got to be repaired. That's, That's something he job. does. Okay. Oil changes, right? If, if um, uh, one of the trailers, if, if one of the, you know, you have a flat tire, uh, what if the trailer doesn't perform as well as you want it to perform? You know, recently we had, you know, a couple shelves and one of the trailers kind of come ajar a little bit. Okay. So those little things, but they add up. Oh, yeah. And he only serves part-time with us. Oh, my. I never brought that up. He serves with us 20 hours a week. My, that's why you really got to go to the global website and look up, you know, uh, John Tidwell and, and donate. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, support his family. Support him. Oh, I my mean, gosh. He's, he's, he's out there serving, obviously, you know, full, full-size family, full-size job to do, full-size in his church. Full-size John, too. He's, he's got some shoulders now and muscles, him, man. Yeah. I don't you know what's up with that. You don't want to mess with John. I don't mess with John. <laughs> I just say a lot of yes sirs as, as well. But, John, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. Uh, today, so much going on, Mike. Upcoming, we've got just uh, just uh, what a couple months away from Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, July nineteenth to twenty sixth. Uh, can't wait for the event. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, go to the website, uh, read the FAQs, frequently asked questions. Um, we would love for you to volunteer with us. You can sleep in your own bed, Mike. Mm-hmm. And serve at Eight Days Open Buffalo. You don't have to go to Houston or Florida or North Carolina That's this right. year, or Nebraska or Alabama. Man, you could sleep in your bed in Grand Island or Southern Ontario or Cheektowaga and go serve for a couple but days. For those that don't know, they always say, "Well, isn't Eight Days of Hope a disaster relief or, and it rapid is. response?" So, what it are we is. doing? What are we doing in Buffalo for? Uh, for this yeah. amount of time. We think it's so important to give back in the communities that you have a facility. Our national headquarters is in Tupelo. That's and right. our Northeast satellite with equipment that go anywhere in the Northeast on an hour's notice for a disaster right. is based in Buffalo. And so every year, a different district in the city of Buffalo, we're going to bring leaders in, use our equipment, That's use right. the process that we've learned through our own mistakes of how to, to manage volunteers. And, and we're going to find 100 families that have a need with repairs, roofing, plumbing, carpentry, landscaping, painting fences, just cleaning the yard. There's something for everyone. Bring your kids. Go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about that outreach. So much going on in the world, Mike. This is a perfect time for the church to step up and really be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's right. And when when you come out to volunteer, you're going to see that. You're going to see a different perspective on life, ministry, people, America— because that's when you really see the heart of Christ come together. Volunteers from as many states it'll be. You know, we've had, what, 47, 50 states of volunteers. Yes, and, in and, Houston. 50 oh, wow. states in 10 countries. Oh, you know, I mean, they came from Japan to Houston to serve <laughs> with Eight Days of Hope. Man. It's unbelievable. And, and, and they love those biscuits and gravy now, man. Oh, I'm telling you, they come back for them. <laughs> <laughs> I come back for them. I love those biscuits and gravy. Hey, no. check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Mike, so much is happening around the world. Right now, our country has been divided for many, many mm-hmm. years. We don't talk politics. We're not going to do that today. Right. But, boy, right now, this is a perfect time for the church to That's step right. up and help some of these families in need. Um, if you want to know when you can serve with us, go to our website, give us your email address, and we'll send you an email alert uh, whenever we, we go anywhere. 8daysofhope.com. Go yeah. there. We've got a, just a couple minutes, Mike. I also want to talk a little bit about our safe houses that we're going to be doing for sex trafficking victims. Okay. And so every 90 days, somewhere in America, we're going to help an existing ministry rebuild a home or renovate a home to provide a safe place 
for sex traffic victims. And our first one is going to be this summer for PATH, People Against Trafficking Humans, right here in Buffalo. Okay. Isn't that amazing? And then every 90 days we'll go to a different community uh, around the country. Our next one will be Houston. Then we'll go to Austin, Texas, Nashville, oh, Tupelo, Mississippi. Boy. And so if you have a passion to maybe you don't have a lot of flexibility with disasters. You can't go anywhere on a minute's notice. But but you're gifted with your hands. We're looking for skilled volunteers. Email us and say, hey, I'd love to be a part of that arm of the ministry. But I'm excited to see what God does through that yeah, arm. And, and you need to go back to the website, click on uh, media, and go down to the archives. of John the Clark. John Clark. And, yes. and, and pull that up. You know, I got a phone call after that show, Steve, that they said that was so informational. I didn't realize... All of that was going on. And, you know, not to reiterate the whole thing now, but there is so much there that you just got to listen to. You're going to want to get involved. And we have our blinders on, Mike. That is a very serious problem across the country. I know this is a morning show, so we'll pick our words carefully. But if you know nothing about that challenge in America, just Google um, and and, and be amazed that it's happening in Niagara Falls, in Buffalo, in Detroit, in Tupelo, Mississippi, in Atlanta, Georgia, in New Orleans. I mean, all across the country. It is rampant. And, you know, we want to do something, um, you know, to help uh, those current ministries. Again, we're not going to start a new ministry. We're just going to bring the gifts that God's blessed us with. The resources we have, the volunteers we have. And, again, it's got to be really discreet, and you'll give... More information as it comes, so we yeah. start working on that. Yeah, because these are safe houses. Wow. Right. Well, another week in the books, Mike. I'm um, telling you, this is too much fun. <laughs> you seem like you have a good time. When, when I, you, I do. You walked in here. You got a little bounce to your step today, brother. What's well, going on? You must you have know, something shaking. Or, I well, don't know. I'll tell you, you know, all good food this week, uh, you know, good wife, um, a lot of coffee, <laughs> extra yeah, coffee. I no, I'm, I'm only kidding. Just, just, it just, it's very, uh, it's, it's just fun and good to be able to share Christ through the ministry of eight days of hope and watch what is going on you know you look out you listen to the news you think everything's going down it's not Amen. it's going up amen you know next week we're going to have another chance to talk to another young leader with eight days of hope we had Colleen Fabling on not too long ago awesome. Chandler Gurley both both young ladies in their early 20s next week we uh, have we someone go. that I know a little oh, bit oh yeah her name is Hannah Tiber awesome young lady she's been a leader with eight days of hope for seven years wow. since 16 years of age so okay. we, we have a bunch of younger leaders Leaders. We feel it's important to get ready to hand a baton that's, off. That's right. And she is very gifted with marketing and communications. We're going to be talking to her a little bit about her journey. She's a hard worker. She is, and she's gifted. And I can't wait. And I, mm-hmm. I'm, going to, I'm going to ask her some tough questions. Oh, I can't like, wait. Like, who's your favorite parent? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I would never ask any of my kids that. That's a ask bad joke. who her anyway. favorite uncle is. Here. There you go. It'll be Uncle, uncle Mike, Mike for right. sure. But uh, tune in next Saturday. You'll listen to Hannah. She's a college student, a mm-hmm. senior in college. And you'll hear how God uses college students to lead Eight Days of Hope. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Can't wait. Yes. Uh, why don't you close this out in a quick prayer, Mike, and we'll wrap up for the day. Father, we're so grateful that we could be a part of what you're doing in our communities all across this country through Eight Days of Hope. And there's other ministries out there that are yes, doing sir. so much uh, also. Bless them and keep them under your leadership, under your will. We thank you for John, all that that meant to us. Look forward to next week's uh, interview with, with Hannah. And just stir our hearts, God, so we all may be motivated to um, to serve you in a greater way. Thank you for this radio station and this time yes, together. Sir. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you, brother. Man, love, love your you, heart. Man. 
Hey, again, you've been listening to Hope Reigns, Hope Reigns a broadcast mm-hmm. of Eight Days of Hope. You can go to our website, 8dayshope.com, click on media, and listen to past uh, broad, uh, past archive broadcast. There Tough to say at the end of the hour. I want to thank Life Church, Kingdom Bound, and Niagara Gutter for being partners. Guys, again, we'll see you next Saturday on Hope Reigns here on WDCX. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.